Welcome to the Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church Modern Worship Service. We are glad you chose to worship with us today. A few things before the service begins. We would love to know who is worshiping with us today, especially if you're a guest. Grab your phone and scan the QR code you see on the screen or in your bulletin to fill out our digital connect card. You can also register your attendance by visiting phumc.com connect. And if you are a guest, our worship staff would love to meet you following the service to get to know you and give you a small gift. Kids are an important part of worshiping together as a family, so we have kids worship packs available just for you. These packs have activities and lessons that are designed to follow along with the scripture and message of today's worship. For those in person, kids worship packs are available from the ushers or at the welcome counter at the rear of the room. For those worshiping with us online, kids worship packs are available at phumc.com kids. To help stay engaged in the daily life of the church, be sure to follow us on social media. Again, we are glad you chose to worship with us today. We hope you enjoy worship. Thank you for joining us today. Please stand as you are able and let's worship together. Done great things. 
you conquered the grave. You free, free captive, and break every chain. No God, you have done great things. We dance your freedom, awaken to life. Oh Jesus, I seek your, your name. God, we're so grateful for this day that you've given us. We're so grateful for this time together. And Lord, we just invite you into this space. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Darkness seems to hide his face. 
trumpet sound Oh, may I then in him be found Dressed in his righteousness alone Faultless stand before Welcome them to church today. Good morning, everyone. Y'all can go ahead and grab a seat. It is such a joy to be with you in worship today. My name is Kathleen McMurray. I am one of the pastors here on staff. And whether you are joining with us in person or whether you are joining with us online this morning, we are so incredibly thankful to have you as a part of our worshiping community today. Um, we want you to know as today we are talking about Jesus' calling of the disciples, his seeking to be in relationship with people, his finding people and seeking them and welcoming them and inviting them into a powerful relationship. And, and as we come into this, this space today, that is our invitation from God. Um, no matter where we are in our faith journeys, no matter where we are in our lives, no matter how busy or chaotic things seem or what struggles we are facing, God welcomes us exactly as we are in this place of worship today. Um, and so we welcome one another in that space. Um, one of the ways that we do that, one of the ways that we welcome and that we are a part of this community of faith together is through our prayers. Um, if you have prayer requests that you would like for us to be in prayer with you and for you, um, you can find prayer cards in the seat backs in front of you if you're in person, or online you can find uh, a way to submit prayers at phumc.com prayer. Um, we are a praying community. We are a faith community that believes in the power of prayer and that believes greatly in the support that we can offer one another. So in this time of worship, I'm going to open up a moment of prayer. Um, in a moment of silence in which you are invited to voice your prayers aloud. You can say them loudly or quietly, um, knowing that God hears us no matter what. I will then lead us in prayers for our community and our world, and then we will join our voices together in the Lord's Prayer as will appear on your screen. So I invite us all now, take a deep breath, and to bring before God and before one another the prayers that are on our hearts. 
Creator God, as we gather this morning, we gather in many spaces. Some overjoyed when we look at the beauty of your creation and the bright sun and others struggling to see that light. We pray today, God, for those who are grieving, for Boo Jennings and family and the death of his brother, Alston Jennings, Stacy Carr and family and the death of her father, Phil Carter, and so many, God, that are grieving so many losses. We pray for those who are sick, for Clint Mitchell, Lillian Lee, Dottie Gill, Dee Dietz, Sandra Kenward, and others that find themselves in the hospital or struggling with illness of body, mind, or spirit. We pray that all of those, God, who are grieving and sick, you will surround with the power of your care. Give them strength and hope to face the future. God, as we look around us, we see signs of that hope that you offer. We see signs of that in the sounds of children in our midst, in the sounds of laughter and joy that we witness. We rejoice in the baptism of Mary Scott Cross, child of Annie and Michael Cross, and in the wedding of Stephanie Prim and Scott Eason. And God, we give you thanks for new members who have found a new life and a home here at Pulaski Heights. Jake and Stacy Braben, Aaron and Cameron Spivey, and Carol Cleveland. God, we see those signs of your hope as powerful sunrises give light and warmth to your earth, as green shoots break through cold ground and blossoms fight to bloom. On this morning, we thank you for this world you created, for the beauty that bears witness to your faithful design and your dream for creation. A dream of shalom and peace where justice will roll down like a river and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Where all creation will live in harmony and all of your children be free. Where hand in hand, sisters and brothers and siblings of the world sing your praises. God, we ask forgiveness for where we fail to see your dream for creation. Or where we limit your dream because of our fears or anxieties. Forgive us, God, for what we have done and what we have failed to do for your kingdom, where we have trusted in our own power rather than yours, when we have limited your abundance with our fear of scarcity, and where our fear of losing privilege, security, finances, or status keeps us from stepping out in faith and fully following you. Empower us this day, O oh God, to see the beauty of your creation, Restore us in this new year and inspire us through those whose faith bears witness through action. Through those like Martin Luther King Jr. whose faith led them to fight for justice and freedom and live out their faith and see what you could do as they live it out. Lead us and guide us in our faith today, God, that we can be a church that bears witness to your justice and freedom. That we witness what you are doing in our lives in the life of the world using our gifts and graces as we come to see the power of your son jesus in whose name we pray as he taught us to pray saying our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power 
and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Friends, as we continue in our time of worship together through the giving of our tithes and offerings, we want to highlight an incredible ministry. I'm here at Pulaski Heights and across a bunch of United Methodist churches in our connection, and that is our Stephen ministry. Um, this morning, we had the opportunity to commission about 10 Stephen ministers. And what Stephen ministers do is that they, they receive hands-on training um, to go out and work with people and sit with people um, in a variety, variety of different struggles. And this ministry is incredible, and we've commissioned over 165 Stephen ministers here at Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church. And if this is something you'd like to know a little bit more of, contact one of us here on, on staff, and we would love to get you plugged in. But this incredible ministry is only made possible because of your generosity, because you give. So as we um, go to God in prayer, will you pray with me this morning? Holy God, we give you thanks for our Stephen ministers that were commissioned this morning. We ask that you use them, that you empower them to show people um, in our congregation your love whenever they desperately need to see it. God, we, um, we're just so grateful for you and what you are doing um, in this congregation. And we look forward um, to what you have in store in 2023. God, as you received these gifts this morning, we ask that you use them to be a blessing to others. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Silence, fear, Jesus, Jesus, 
the shadows can't deny your you to remain standing in body or spirit as you are able as we read together from the gospel of John. This is perhaps a familiar story, the calling of the disciples as John the Baptist has been proclaiming that Jesus is coming and now he is here. So let us receive these words from John chapter 1 beginning with verse 35. The next day John again was standing with two of his disciples And as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, what are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and see. 
They came and they saw where he was staying and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus who looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee, where he found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. And Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets spoke, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, can anything good come from Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said to him, here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, where did you get to know me? And Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. And, and he said, excuse me, Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered, do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Y'all can be seated. And I invite you to join me in an attitude of prayer this morning. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. When I was in college, I was a theater major. In my senior year, I directed a play as part of my thesis project. Um, my, the end of all of my studies, I directed this play. And at LSU, where I was studying, our big theater was under construction, and so we were performing all of our plays and shows in what was called the Black Box Theater. Um, and it was a black box. Um, it was a tiny space that used to be a cafeteria in the basement of a building that used to be a dorm, and it was painted all black. The stage was a teeny tiny little square with four columns on either side, surrounded by small seating banks. It was a very intimate and closed-off space, and if anybody made a noise, everyone could hear it which in some ways made for some really great theater. Um, however, when my crew and, and performers were performing their play that I had directed that we had worked so hard on, a cell phone rang out. And as the cell phone rang out, the young man whose phone it was answered it. Much to my dismay and great aggravation, but as he was on the phone, my aggravation dimmed a little bit as I heard him say, dude, you're not going to believe what is going on in this play. You've got to come and see it. I said, well, at least if he's being disruptive, he's entertained. <laughs> and he's invested in what's going on, and he's inviting someone to come 
and see. In our scripture lesson for today, this familiar story of the calling of the disciples, in John's gospel, it is an invitation to come and see. For the gospel of John, seeing is often akin to knowing um, or experiencing, being in relationship with in a deep way. Um, And so this invitation to come and to see is more than just to witness something visual, but like that person in the theater, to be engaged, to be changed, to have life transformed in some way. That is what the people who had been listening to John the Baptist were expecting. They were expecting the Messiah, or as we are reminded here, the anointed one, the savior, one who would come and would change everything for them, would change their lives, would change the life of the world around them, would transform everything and make it whole. They were expecting this person to be coming that would mean something powerful. And John the Baptist proclaims when Jesus walks by, that's him. He's here, the Lamb of God. And two of these disciples who had been following John, who had been a part of his ministry of proclamation, his ministry of preparation, getting everyone ready for the time when God would come in their midst in a new and powerful way. These two disciples that had been anticipating and expecting this Messiah, this Savior, who would change everything. They see John point out that Jesus is here and they follow him. Now, I think it's interesting that they don't talk to him. They don't say, hey, man, are you really the son of God? Can we be a part of what you're doing? No, they, they follow kind of at a distance. Maybe it's due to fear or anxiety. Maybe they don't feel worthy of this one who has come into their midst. Maybe they're hesitant about what he might say or do. And so they simply follow at a distance. But that's not good enough for Jesus. Jesus doesn't want people to simply be at a distance. Jesus wants a relationship with them. And so he turns and he asks them, what are you looking for? This is the first time, but not the last, that Jesus will ask this question in the Gospels. What are you looking for? It's a deep question. Yes, It is a question of something that is immediate, but it it points to something deeper, a yearning. And I can imagine in that moment, the disciples kind of looking at each other going, who's going to talk to him? (laughs) Who's going to say something? But instead of answering his questions, they ask a question in response. Rabbi, which is teacher, where are you staying? This word staying is used later on in John's gospel. It is a word often translated as abiding. When Jesus is saying goodbye to his disciples, when he knows that he is going to die, he talks about abiding and being with them. Where are you staying is not just a question of location, but it is a question, again, of relationship. Just as Jesus' question, what are you looking for, is more than that immediate question. And as they ask this question of Jesus, again, 
He points to that relationship and says, come and see. Come and see. He invites them to be a part of this ministry, of this transformation that they have been anticipating and looking towards. And they can't help but contain it. Andrew goes and grabs his brother, Simon Peter, and he says, you won't believe it. He is here, the Messiah, the one whom we have waited for. Come and see. You come and be a part of it too. And just as Jesus had recognized and reached out to and invited those first two disciples, Jesus does the same thing again. He knows Peter and he welcomes him and invites him to be a part of this life-changing ministry, this life of faith, this walk of faith with him. Then Jesus goes and once again seeks someone out. He goes and seeks out Philip. And then Philip goes and seeks out Nathaniel and he says, you won't believe it. Just as Andrew had said, we have seen the Messiah. We have found the one, the one that we have been waiting for, the one that is going to make a difference, the one that is going to change everything. It is Jesus, son of Joseph of Nazareth. And Nathaniel skeptical. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nazareth was a tiny town. It was a speck, a blip in the larger picture of the Roman Empire and the Middle East for the people of Israel. Nazareth was insignificant. Could the Son of God, could the Savior, the Messiah, the Anointed One, the one that they had been expecting for generations, could that one possibly come out of Nazareth? But Philip says, Nathaniel, just give it a chance. Come and see. And as he does, Jesus speaks to Nathanael like he spoke to Peter. He approaches Nathanael like he did for Philip and the other two disciples. And he names him and claims him. And he says, I have seen you. You are a man in whom there is no deceit. And Nathanael is astounded. How could this rabbi, this Messiah, how could this man from Nazareth know him? And Jesus says, well, you think that's something. Just you wait. You will see even greater things than these. Now, some have read this last, these last words of Jesus as a rebuke of Nathaniel's faith. But I read them as an invitation. An invitation to Nathaniel, just like Philip, just like Peter, just like Andrew and the other disciple. An invitation to all of us to come and to see, to come and to see greater things done than we can possibly even imagine. Come and see. And maybe you will find what you are looking for. When Jesus asks that question here, again, it is the first time he has asked it, but it is not the last. When Jesus is in the garden preparing to be arrested, he asks the soldiers that come to him, who is it that you are looking for? And later in the garden, as Mary is crying next to the empty tomb, worried that her friend has been taken, 
he leans down and asks her, who are you looking for? And the answer to the question of these first disciples is the answer to those at the end as well. What are you looking for is a who. It is Jesus. Jesus who is coming to bring life. Jesus who is coming to bring love. Jesus who is coming to bring healing. What are you looking for? Are you looking for transformation? Are you looking for love? Are you looking for life? Are you looking for meaning and purpose? Well, then you are looking for me, Jesus says. And come and see what a difference that can make. Come and see and maybe you will find what you are looking for. What is it that we are looking for, that any of us are looking for? Are we looking for hope in the midst of a world that is so often scary and broken? Are we looking for love and acceptance when we might not find that everywhere? Are we looking for meaning and purpose beyond ourselves? Are we looking to know that we can make a difference in the world? What is it that we are looking for? I believe that Jesus' invitation for those first disciples is the same invitation for us. That the deepest yearnings of our soul, the yearnings to be known and to be seen and to be claimed and to be called and to be a part of making a difference in this broken world and finding healing in this broken world, that can be found in Christ. Come and see and maybe you will find what you were looking for. It's funny being a pastor and often going out into the world and having conversations with people that often start with getting to know you questions. Like, so what do you do for a living? What do you do for a living? Well, well I'm a pastor. And it's really funny to see people's reactions to that. Folks can start to squirm a little bit. What's this pastor going to say or do? Um, or they, they get really confused because you're a woman and you're doing this job. That is a little strange. Or they begin to tell all of the reasons why they do go to church or all of the reasons they don't go to church. And often it is the latter. I've heard people say that, you know what? I don't know about this whole faith thing. I don't know about this whole faith thing because I don't think that I have a part in it. I don't think that because of my past or my history or my gender or my sexuality that, that I will be accepted in faith. I don't know about this whole faith thing because organized religion has done so much harm. How can any good come out of it? I don't know about this whole faith thing. I don't know about this whole Jesus thing, this whole church thing, because people talk about us being able to change the world and it just seems too broken to ever be changed. To which... I respond, yes, 
you were right. The church has done a lot of harm. And sometimes we do indeed fail to live into the life that Jesus would have us live. And I have also seen that Jesus does amazing things in people's lives and in the life of the world when we follow. When we follow his work for justice, when we follow his work of love and healing, when we follow his invitation to come and see what he is doing, he does amazing things in and through us and in the world. And I tell people, I say, I hear you. And whenever you're up for it, I'd love for you to come and see. Come and see what it means to be loved and accepted exactly as you are. Come and see what it means to live with justice. Come and see what it means to find strength amidst systems of oppression that so often keep us separated and beaten down. Come and see what it means to be loved and to love and how it will change your life. Come and see what God has in store for you because you are a beloved child of God and God seeks you out and finds you and wants you to be a part of what God is doing. God wants you to come and see and find what you were looking for. Come and see. It is an invitation for us and for the world. We can look around us and we see a world and sometimes a global church that is broken, that is oppressive, that does fail to heed this calling of Jesus. But we can also look around us and see the love of Jesus that transcends <coughs> everything. We can see when Jesus promises to do greater things. You will see greater things than this, he tells Nathaniel. And that is his promise for all of us. That we can come and see and experience greater transformation, greater purpose, greater meaning than we thought possible. Friends, I invite us today, I invite you to, to take your hands and to hold them out in front of you. And as we pray, I invite you to repeat, to repeat this prayer after me. May this be our, our prayer today. Jesus, I am looking to be found. I am looking to be seen. I am looking to have a purpose. Receive my struggles. Receive my doubts. Receive my brokenness. Receive me.
Help me to find you, to see you, to follow you, that my life may echo your life, that my love may echo your love, and the light of your love might shine, and all may come and see. Amen. Friends, at the end of every service of worship, we extend an invitation that is not actually our invitation, it is God's invitation. An invitation to be a part of our church community as we seek to follow Jesus, as we seek to live into that commission and those commands to extend love and acceptance, to extend challenge for us to be more just and to enable and empower us to serve and make a difference in the world. So if you would like to be a part of our congregation as we seek to do that, um, we would love for you to join our church in a formal way. And I will be uh, over here during this last song and would love to receive you into membership in our church. If you are joining with us online and you would like to be an official part of Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church, let us know at phumc.com connect. We would love to have you be a part of our church as well. And now I invite you to stand as you are able and sing as this song is proclaiming the power of Jesus. Let us sing together.
As you go forth today, I hope that you know that you are seen, that you are loved, and that you are found in Christ. Go forth to share the light and love of our Lord Jesus with all you meet, so that those who do not know that love or any love will find in you and in God a generous and precious friend. Go in peace, have a great week, walk with Jesus, and tell someone about Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church.